Welcome to the Ellensburg Foursquare Sermon of the Week. To learn more about Ellensburg Foursquare Church, please visit our website at ellensburgfoursquare.org. Now, here's today's message. Karen and Laura are going to be preaching, um, going to be bringing the word. And uh, just a couple things. We, I'm very excited to hear what they have to say. I actually, I, we practiced it last night. I, I feel like there's a, um, a very significant, and I'm going to stall for a second. Um, <laughs> um, there's a significant uh, word from the Lord for us. And uh, I know every time that um, somebody else preaches, especially whenever um, it's um, a woman it's a deal sometimes for you, and I just want to challenge you to to stretch yourself in, in opening your ears and listening to what God would say through all of the body of Christ. And as Karen and Laura come representing what God is doing um, and in us, well, I'm, I'm, it's a good thing I'm not preaching. I can hardly put I can hardly put two words together. Let me pray, and then and then we'll get going. Lord Jesus, would you? Open us up that we would be good soil to receive the word that you would give us. You also describe the word like uh, that prunes us, that it would cut away the stuff that doesn't need to be there, that we would bear much fruit. So I ask that by the power of your spirit, you would anoint Karen, that you would anoint Laura, that they would speak the very words of God to us, and that we would receive from you. Thanks, Steve. So um, this morning, uh, Laura and I will be team teaching, as Steve just pointed out. And um, our topic came out of actually last 360s worship. Um, Oftentimes when we're together in that context, it's just a sweet, intimate time of worship with the Lord where we can take the time to Come before him as a body, draw near to encounter him, and listen. What are you saying to us as a body? And often in that place, um, we'll hear a word, or we'll get a direction for how to pray, or we'll pray for one another for specific things. Well, this time, God gave Laura a picture. Uh, well, one of the things he did was God gave Laura a picture of us as um, soldiers receiving a tactical vest and our standard issue weapon. And what he revealed to her in that is that our standard issue weapon that he gives to us, oh, and that's a, a picture of the vest. That's a little blurrier than it was on my little computer. But, um, and that, there's a gun right across the front there, um, that blue thing. Um, and our standard issue weapon is praise. So I just wanted us to, um, we're gonna focus on that this morning, just kind of fill out what does it mean to be a people of praise? What does it look like to draw near to God? What does it look like to grow in our expression of praise to him? Um, and something about this uh, standard issue weapon is everyone gets it. It's a standard issue weapon. And there's ongoing training with it. It's, you know, so it's not just a specialty thing. Everybody gets this training. Whether you're a nurse in the army, whether you're an HR, whether you're an infantry, you get this training with your weapon. And it's ongoing every year. You're going to take it apart. You're going to clean it. You're going to use it. You're going to do some target practice. And um, that's the same for us. We are all in the body of Christ called to praise. And it is a weapon of warfare. Uh, We are in a spiritual battle. You know, the battle we fight is not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and rulers, things we don't see, 
but really do affect us. And we want to learn to use this weapon. We want to learn to be people who are equipped for the life that we're in. So what is biblical praise? Um, I just wrote this definition. So when I think of praise, this is what I think of. Intentionally focusing on God, who he is, and what he's done. Offering our adoration to him. And speaking, shouting, and singing about his character, actions, and ways. So that's not an exhaustive one. There's more things that um, we could say about that clearly. But the intention with praise is to take intentionally our focus from whatever it is on, and you know throughout our days it's on so many different things, and to put it on to God himself. So we intentionally do that, and we think about who he is, what he's done. And it's not just a mental exercise. We then from that place offer something from ourselves. We adore him. We worship him. We lift him up. And that does things inside of us. That equips us for our life. That changes us. And, and there's a speaking, there's a singing, there's a shouting, there's an output from us um, involved in praise. So we're going to look at Psalm 50, or 150, excuse me. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And um, whenever anything is repeated in scripture, you want to take note. And just in this psalm alone, we have the command to praise the Lord 13 times. And throughout his word, there's the uh, call to praise God 250 times. And so this is a big one for us. There's a reason it has been repeated over and over. Because we need to hear it and we need to engage in praise regularly, all the time. Rejoice in the Lord always. You know, give thanks in every circumstance. This ushers the way for praise for us. And the word hallelujah, just if, if you don't know this, it literally means praise Yahweh. And so when we sing that in, you know, our songs, we are saying praise the Lord. Praise the Most High God. And I wanted to jump down to verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And, um, you know, it's not this, no one is excluded from this, this command. If you have breath, one of your purposes is to praise the Lord. And um, so I know some of us, it's our favorite, you know, like Elf, smiling's my favorite, singing's my favorite, you know, and it really is my favorite, actually. Um, but it might not be, singing might not be your favorite. But, so I just want to encourage you in that, because if we only function in our favorites, if we only function in our preferences, we end up looking like this. You want to put that picture up, Denise? Okay, so this is a cyclist who uses, I know, I know, there's nothing wrong with that, he's trained well, he, you know, he's kind of got the body from his training. But if you look at him closely, comparing the top and bottom halves of his body, you will see that his muscles and his legs are totally ripped and developed. 
and strong. And you can tell his legs can do things. But you look at his upper body, not so much, right? There's not a lot of strength there. You wonder if he could do a pull-up, you know? I can't. I have nowhere to judge, but I'm just saying. So when we look at that, there's a disproportion going on here, right? And I think when we only focus on what we like to do, we can look like this spiritually. We can have some weaknesses. Um, and I was talking to some folks recently who were giving me some feedback that they think 360 is boring. And um, 360, you know, like I said, is our worship time we're having tonight. And I just wanted to say it could be that you're underdeveloped in certain areas if you come to praise, come to a place that is set apart to draw near and encounter God. You might have an underdeveloped, some underdeveloped things. So I would like to challenge you to see places like 360 and our you know, Sunday morning worship as a place where you can develop your upper body. You know, as that, as that cyclist, you can grow abilities that you don't have to engage the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You were made for this. You were made to have a fully developed body that can worship the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And, um, and you know, if you prefer to develop your mind, that's great. Don't only develop that part. Develop your soul, develop your spirit, develop your mind, and praise is a place where that happens. And, um, and where? There's a where in here. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. And I see both of those things as corporate and individual. There is a corporate gathering um, that is special. God gives us his promises that where two or three are gathered, he is here in our midst. So when we come together in corporate praise, there is something unique and powerful that is happening. So I just wanted to encourage you. It is hard to get here every Sunday, isn't it? But I just want to say, make, make it your family's goal to be committed to, to coming to church every week. You know, if you're tired, if it's snowing, if you were up late Saturday night, if you had, you know, a wedding on Sunday, whatever, or um, on Saturday, you know, um, sacrifice. Make it a priority. The corporate gathering um, is special, and God has provision for you that you want to receive. You need it for your week. And we're learning together. You know, Scripture says, do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is a place of encouragement. We need it. And, and you know, an individual too. Everywhere, so in his sanctuary and in his mighty heavens, every place we are to praise him. And um, something that's been super helpful to me, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I wanted to hit on it again, is I um, have created this playlist recently that has been so helpful for me just to settle me into worship. Just of three, three to five songs that I um, will just find a place. I like to um, do this inside, but a lot of people like to do this outside um, where I can sit and I can just engage in worship individually with the Lord. And it, is, it has been such a sweet, centering time for me. And so I just encourage you, make a playlist um, find ways to help yourself worship on your own. To grow those muscles. Work, work out. See it as a workout. And, um, and I, even seeing Molly Kelly here reminds me, there are different ways you can work out. 
Um, there's the way I work out, and then there's the way that she and Laura work out, and my husband, actually. So I like to avoid sweat. I, I get in and I get out. I want to do my, you know, 10 machines. I just don't want to lose my muscle mass. I don't want to injure myself in my job. And frankly, I'm a little vain and I want to look good. So, okay, a lot vain. And, um, but I do, I avoid sweating. They get in there. Molly will be wide in her, oh, so I'm so sorry. Molly will be pedaling her bike, sweat pouring off of her when I get there. She's still doing it when I leave sometimes. Same thing with Steve. Four hours later, the man is pouring sweat off his body. And Laura, too. They're, 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 they're serious. And I just want to say, we want to be those kind of praisers. So I want to encourage you, if you're kind of one who hangs back, or one who is half-hearted, push in. There is more for you to experience and know. Go for it. There could be things that you don't have in your life because you haven't pushed into praise enough. God is so good, and you are never going to get bored when you are at interacting with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who made everything seen and unseen, the one who has all authority, and we need to hear from him. Okay, so where, where am I? I got off. Hmm. Okay. Um, and the next, the next couple of verses is, Praise him for his acts of power and praise him for his surpassing greatness. And um, we always have a cause to praise God. He is who he is, and he is awesome. And, um, and uh, there's just so many scriptures that talk about, back to this idea of praise as a weapon. You know, the battle that we're in is not against flesh and blood. Um, we have this weapon that we've been given, and it has divine power to demolish strongholds. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is what we're learning in praise. You know, um, I just had this very vivid um, memory of just a, f a couple weeks ago, I was just turning right onto Spokane Avenue, going home, and I was gripped by worry and fear about one of my children. And it was just at that moment where I just out loud began to praise God for what I know is true, that he has for them in their future, what he has promised, what he has said is true about them. Because what I feel like is um, so often the enemy comes in our lives and he says to us, did God really say... You know, you fill in the blank. Did God really say he'd always be with you? Well, you were bad today. He's not with you. You're alone. You know, or you just fill in your specific. Did God really say he loves you? You're not lovable. If people knew what you've done, they would, you know. We have, we are bombarded. This is the battle that we are in, and it is a battle for what we know and understand about ourselves and about God. And we need to be armed with praise for those moments when we're turning right on Spokane Avenue and we are assailed with anxiety and worry. And God has provided a way out for us. And I just say, I, by the time I got to my garage and I'm pushing my thing, it, I really do feel the enemy left and I was able to, with joy, enter in with a clear head for what God is doing in the lives of my kids. And boy, that was a game changer. 
So, um, so yeah, I mean, it clears away spiritual fog. It clears away lies. It cuts off worry and fear. And so we want to be a people of praise. And um, the last thing, um, and then I'll pass it over to Laura, taking my time, um, is just all of these instruments and all of these um, things that are mentioned in this psalm. And I'm pulling from other psalms too. Um, we shout, we sing, we speak. It's all, praise involves all kinds of musical instruments. We kneel, we use our bodies. You know, we just talked about how we are called to love our, the Lord our God with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. Our bodies, we are also people in a body. And we can kneel, we can dance, we can, we can jump, we can shout, we can lift our hands. These are all biblical expressions of worship. And I grew up um, in traditions. My dad was an Air Force pilot, we moved around a lot, and we got to go to a lot of different churches, but most of them were like Baptist or Presbyterian, not very expressive in worship. And so when I got to college and I wanted to grow as a Christian, and I was growing, um, I started going to a vineyard church in Seattle. And I was like, you know, people raising their hands, and it was distracting to me at first. And the Lord started working on me. He started saying, you know, it's biblical. You should try it. And I was like, okay. So, you know, the first time I raised my hands in worship, all I could think about was the foul. I'm raising my hands in worship. I look so ridiculous. Everyone's staring at me. I get, you know. But what God was doing in that for me is breaking off self-consciousness and raising God-consciousness in me. And, um, and likewise, when I began to lead worship, I would stand up there afraid. God was breaking off fear in this context of praise. And we do not know how free we can be until we have received um, his breaking free power as we praise him. So there are things, there are worries, there are anxieties, there are issues, and God is just inviting us in. He wants us more free than we can even possibly imagine. And our praise is a, a huge piece in that. I'm going to hand it over to Laura. Go ahead, Laura.
Just stay up here. Mm. So worship team, why don't you come on up? We are going to just take some time. Um, 
to practice. We're going to push into praise together. Um, but I just, as Laura was sharing that, I'm just also reminded of a, a time in... Um, I had the opportunity, I used to work with a Christian um, college ministry full-time, and every three years we had a missions conference where 18,000 college students would come from around the world and um, be a part of this, and missionaries from all over the world would come. And um, I had various jobs at the conference as working for that um, group. I, you know, led Bible studies. I was on the intercession team for um, two of those times, which was awesome. I, six hours a day, my job was just to pray. And boy, was it a time of growth and seeing God do amazing things. Um, the last time I got to be on a new team that was just started that year called Ministering Unto Jesus. It was just basically my job was to worship and adore God, just to be in his presence be available to the presence of God. And so for six hours a day, I got to do this. And um, it was awesome. And um, just to, I didn't have an agenda of interceding. I didn't have an agenda. I just wanted to be available to the Lord. And our whole team got to do that. It was such a gift. And it brings me to tears just thinking about it. But that was the first conference the first Urbana Missions Conference, where there was not a psychotic break among anyone in the entire conference. The first time, we have a crisis team, so we know this. <laughs> you know, there's normally three or four people that go off their meds or, do, you know, or have a psychotic break for the first time at the conference. And none did that year. And the beauty of that kind of size, it was almost like a fruit fly kind of experience. You could see the effects of what you were doing right away. And I just have this sense that God is saying, our praise will be a covering. It was a covering over Urbana, and the works of the enemy were thwarted. He did not have access to the vulnerable ones like he normally does because we had that new praise team. And I just sense, even around Laura's word, and I'm going to have her read it again in just a minute, that our praise can be like that over Ellensburg. And we can change the atmosphere here. That we ourselves can be changed. And of course that will happen. And we want to do that. And God will have so many amazing things for us personally. But it will change the atmosphere in our town. And it will pave the way for him to be enthroned, for his kingdom to come in ways that we can't even imagine. And we want to see and know and be involved in his plans. And let's push into becoming people of praise. So I want, as we go back into worship, just be asking yourself, is there, um, what is your next step for becoming a person of praise? It could be committing to coming to 360. It could be making a playlist and doing that in your devotional time every day this week. It could be um, using a new physical expression in worship. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in worship. If you have a thought, raise your hands here. Respond to that. Don't go, oh, no, that's just probably me. It's probably the Holy Spirit. If you have a sense, you should kneel. If you have a sense, you should go pray for someone. Let's, let's draw near to God and respond to him. He has so many good things for us. So go ahead and read that word, and then we're going to push into praise. <clears throat> 